episode 92, the Pixels 101 show. Today gets a little nerdy, but you're going to learn the fundamentals and basics of pixels and sizing and preparing images and videos for online, and you are listening to episode number 92 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band, a technology junkie. I love helping people figure things out, and I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged, it's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. And in this episode number 92 today, it's all about pixels and resolutions and understanding the fundamentals of sizing and preparing photos and videos for use on the web. Today is the stuff that you kind of know or you're familiar with, but maybe you're just too embarrassed to ask or you're not really sure how they all relate to each other. I have a future episode on the exact dimensions you're going to need to upload to Instagram and other social media channels, but today is the building block or the 101 show. I'm going to start off with the basics of pixels and dimensions such as what are pixels, what is resolution and PPI, what is 720p, 1080p, what is aspect ratio, all these things are the fundamentals that you're going to learn today and I'm also make sure that you check the show notes at mikemurphy.co forward slash ep92 as I will include full descriptions and include some helpful resources in there as well. So let's get into it. Some common key terms made simple that once you understand how they all work together, the process of preparing photos and videos for online content makes a whole lot more sense. So number one, pixels. This is a surface level description, but when you hear 1080p to describe video, or maybe you read somewhere you need to upload videos at 1920p by 1080p, or 1920px by 1080px, the P or the PX stands for pixels. Digital photos or videos are made up of individual pixel units, and when an image looks nice and clear and sharp, we don't see those individual pixel units. However, when an image or a video looks bad, We often say that it looks pixelated because you can see the blurring of those individual pixels, which is usually caused by a low pixel count or density, or is often caused from sizing incorrectly, or maybe taking a small or a low resolution file and enlarging it. So just think of a pixel as one tiny digital unit. A whole bunch together turns into a photo or a video, and the smaller the pixel and the tighter that they're all packed together, the higher the quality, and one of the main challenges of working with photos and videos is that the greater the quality, that often comes with a larger file size, which is something we always have to deal with when we're dealing with the web or online usage. And a tip when it comes to sizing, it's always better to make things smaller than it is to take a smaller photo or video and try to enlarge it, okay? So number two, resolution and PPI. This gets tricky. It's not really cut and dry here as everything really does play off each other. There's camera sensors and lights and lenses. But today's purposes, photos are often described as high or low res. That is referring to the resolution, which has to do with the number or the density of individual pixels in an image and how tightly they are packed together. And you don't use the terms low res or high res with video. You would use standard def or high def or now 4K, etc. High res is usually means that the photo is suitable for printing. And they're usually sized at the dimension that you want to print, such as 5 by 7 inches at 300 ppi or pixels per inch. Just also note, you might see DPI after the 300. That stands for dots per inch. That's really only used in the printing world. But PPI and and DPI, they're so misused and confused. The photo and video community pretty much lets it slide. But we are going to be using PPI. That stands for pixels per inch, okay? So 
So just know that the reason that high-res photos look better than low-res photos when printing is that there are more pixels per inch, okay? Low-res photos, they're intended for use on the web and on screens and monitors. They're traditionally sized using pixel dimensions, not inches. So for example, the size that you would do for your iPad is 2048 pixels by 1536 pixels at 72 or 96 PPI or pixels per inch. But with Retina, 4K, 5K, and even 8K monitors getting better and creeping up on the market, 72 PPI, a lot of people are suggesting bump it up to 96 PPI or even up to 150 PPI. But you don't really need to stress about these that much. You're looking for the right dimensions and the quality minimal size more than the PPI that you're at. It really only matters when you want to go to print for most scenarios, okay? So don't get hung up on these numbers. I just want you to know how they relate so when you are sizing and trying to troubleshoot, you don't get stuck in these areas. The file size is going to increase when you go from 72 to 96 to 150 ppi. So if the file looks great at 72, keep it that way. That way you will reduce the file size and maintain a high quality. The pro tip, export at the very lowest settings possible so that look great to your eye. And as soon as you see the quality go down, you bump it up a little so you get the lowest file size, high quality. I'm going to say that over and over again because that's what we're trying for. It's a little dance. It often requires trial and error. You'll get used to it the more you practice. For programs where there is an image quality slider, such as in Adobe Lightroom or Photoshop, I rarely use the maximum settings, but I will experiment to see how low that I can go and still have the images looking good. Now, I know all of my programs inside out, so now it's second nature, but that's what it takes to get started. You just play. You try, and you see what looks good. Then you make a note of it in your head, and you keep going. This process is the exact same with podcasting. After I record this podcast, I do not export at the highest quality possible because the file size would be too big. So I had to test and experiment and find the perfect balance of quality and size. If my podcast was really big in file size, it would take longer for you to download. It would also take up a lot of space on your phone. So photos are similar, especially when you're uploading to your website. Your website will accept high-resolution giant photos. They may look great, but your website will take a long time to load and visitors are going to get frustrated and leave. That's not good. There we go. Balance between the quality and the file size is the name of the game and everything you're going to be producing for online content. Okay. Now I want to shift a little bit to video. Video can be complicated, but one of the basic terms that you need to understand is aspect ratio. And aspect ratio works the exact same way with photos, but we tend to use it more in videos and it's something that really throws people off. Aspect ratio is simply the relationship of width to height of a photo or video. Okay. So let that set in width or horizontal to height or vertical as it might be called. Aspect ratio, it's not the size of the video, it's the proportions of the video, okay? So the most common aspect ratio you're probably going to be familiar with for online video right now is 16 by 9 or 16 colon 9 as you might see it. Does that ring a bell? The first number, 16, represents width. The second number, 9, is the height, okay? So when you are watching a horizontal video on YouTube or taking videos on your iPhone, you are most likely watching a 16 by 9 HD video that you might also hear it called 1080p or high def video, okay? That's 16.9 HD video. Commit this to memory. It's going to serve 90% of your video production needs. The most common video size is 1920 pixels 
by 1080 pixels with an aspect ratio of 16.9. Okay, 16 colon 9 is what you'll see. And when I make my video thumbnails, my template that I size in Photoshop is 1920 pixels by 1080 pixels at 72 PPI or pixels per inch. Do you see how they all fit together? And back in the day, you may recall 720p. That is now called standard high def because technology is getting better. It's still considered high definition at 720p, but screens and monitors that are getting crazy good, 720p is becoming obsolete. But it's still really handy when you want that smaller file size, but need to keep the same shape as an HD 16x9 video. So the actual size of 720p that used to be very common in back in the day is 1280 by 720 pixels, okay? That is also a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. There are going to be many cases, let's say you're doing a blog post or sending out an email newsletter and you want a little small video. You don't want the big 1920 by 1080 size, but you want to go something smaller. As long as you scale down within a 16 by 9 aspect ratio, it's going to fit perfectly. It's going to be the same dimensions and proportions because you are staying in that 16 by 9 aspect ratio. And be sure to check the show notes. I'm going to leave a link to an aspect ratio calculator, which makes it really easy to see all the sizes that you can scale down to and all the sizes you can scale up to if you need a perfect size but want to stay in that 16 by 9 aspect ratio. Okay, vertical video. What happens if you flip the numbers around and you have 1080 pixels by 1920 pixels high? That is a 9 by 16 ratio. So we flip the 16 9 to 9 to 16. So if the first number, the width, remember, is bigger than the second number, the height, you have a horizontal video. Try to envision that. 9 by 16 is vertical because the width is shorter than the height. It's common sense, but once you kind of grasp this, you can just glance at an aspect ratio and know exactly what you're dealing with. So if you're shooting a vertical video with your iPhone or looking at Instagram stories, you are looking at a 9 by 16 aspect ratio, typically sized at 1080 pixels wide by 1920 pixels high. Okay? Okay, break out the thinking taps. We got a brain teaser here. What happens if you have a 1 to 1 aspect ratio? What shape do you have when the width equals the height? Or all four sides are exactly the same? That's right, a square. Square videos are very common. Actually, some of the best performing videos on Instagram, Facebook, and social media in general are square. So square videos have a one-to-one -one aspect ratio. And just as an FYI, the size that I typically use for square videos is 1920 by 1920 pixels. Okay, let's do a little wrap up and recap time. I know your head is spinning. You might be wondering, what does all this matter, okay? Well, the better you understand the terminology of graphics or photos or videos, the easier creating content becomes you don't focus on the technical jargon and don't get overwhelmed by all these little numbers so you can concentrate on creating. There are a lot of things you need to deal with. Size does matter. And as soon as you realize there is no one size fits all, but there is a simple way to resize and repurpose images and videos, you're going to be more efficient and you're going to save time if you understand the basics. Video can be a bear when getting started. I haven't even talked about frames per second, codecs, export settings. All I wanted for you today was just get a grasp on some of the most common terms like pixel dimensions and aspect ratios. These are so basic, but so many people just don't get them. The more you know the fundamentals, the more you can up your content creation game. 
When I first started in podcasting, I recognized all the terms and the words used in audio, but I did not really know the basics of the big picture of how they all worked and how they all worked together and what I really needed to use for my podcast and what I didn't need to use. And the more that I understood the basics and the fundamentals, the easier everything got. I realized I was actually overcomplicating and doing way too much before I actually picked them apart and learned what they did. The same is exactly true in photo and video. When you first get started, you are overwhelmed. You're confused by all the terms, so you just start moving things and hoping you're doing it right. Once you actually really understand it, you start to do less. Okay, let's wrap things up here. When you see 1080p or PX, the P or the PX is pixels. These are the digital units that make up an image or a video, okay? High res photos, these are suitable for printing. For example, five by seven inches at 300 PPI Pixels per inch is what you would upload to Shutterfly or Costco if you want to print, right? 5 by 7 300 PPI. You've probably all got that warning saying that you did not have a high resolution. It's typically because you are not sizing them correctly at 300 PPI. All right. Low-res photos. This does not imply poor quality. This just means that the photos are intended to be viewed on the web or on screens, not for printing. So 72 PPI or 96 PPI or even up to 150 PPI now are resolutions most commonly associated with the web. Your main concern is getting the right dimensions. And just so you know, when I'm exporting images for the web, I typically use 96 PPI now, but there's probably not much of a difference between 96 and 72. Okay, put the thinking caps back on because I'm going to show you the relationship between a high res and a low res photo. So a high res photo at five by seven inches, okay, at 300 PPI. If you multiply the five by seven times 300 PPI, so the inches or the dimensions by the resolutions, you get 1500 pixels by 2100 pixels, okay? All they did, I multiplied five by 300 to get 1500. I multiplied seven by 300 to get 2100, okay? So we there, 1500 pixels by 2100 pixels. That's the high resolution photo at 300 PPI, okay? So if we take that exact same file and only change the PPI from 300 to 72, so we'd go from the high res to the low res, but keep everything the same, it's still a five by seven, the pixel count will go down on the 72 PPI to 360 pixels by 504 pixels. That's a big difference. So the high res was 1500 pixels by 2100. Now the new file, just changing that PPI from 300 to 72 is at 360 by 504 pixels, okay? So the low resolution might look great and shiny on a monitor, but there is less information or pixels. So if you go to print that, it is not gonna look nearly as good as the high resolution. In a common rookie question and rookie mistake, changing the PPI does not affect the image at all. So changing from 72 to 300 PPI is not gonna improve your image. It really only has to do with printing. If the image is bad to start with, it's gonna be bad regardless of the PPI. And finally, the wrap up on aspect ratio. Again, this is for photo and video, but we're talking mostly for video. You just need to know this, 16 by nine, nine by 16, one by one. Those are gonna get you very far today. And just know that the first number, the 16, is gonna be the width, okay? The second number, nine, will always be referring to the height. So if the width is more than the height, then you have a horizontal video. If the height is more than the width, you got it, vertical. And if it's one to one, they have the exact same size, therefore it is a square, okay? So I know we covered a lot of confusing terms, but just know this, 
There is no one size fits all. There's no easy button when you're creating graphics, photos, or videos for the web. So don't get frustrated. That is why it's more important than ever to learn these basics. It is a nonstop dance trying to balance quality, file size. Sure, you can upload a high resolution 300 PPI image in its glory to your website. Again, it's gonna take a long time for your website, a long time for it to load, and you have dozens of more huge images, your visitors are not gonna have a good experience on your site. A lot of people get lazy with this. The program might accept it, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. You need to know these things. So you could fix that by saving at 72 DPI or lower image quality than the maximum. These are things that you need to know. Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, they all have different size requirements and options. So there are more of the fundamentals you understand, the better you're gonna be, especially when you're repurposing content. Knowing that video does not care about 72 or 300 PPI is a good start, or that a 16 by nine aspect ratio simply means width the height. So if you have a video that's 720 by 1280p, it's gonna work in Instagram stories exactly like that video size at 1080p by 1920, because they have the same aspect ratios that Instagram stories needs. You wanna put just a small little video as a little accent piece in your email newsletter or somewhere on a little blog post, but 1920 pixels by 1080 pixels is way too big. So maybe use a 640 by 360. Same aspect ratio as 16 by nine, it's gonna fit in that space, but it might be the perfect size. And reducing the pixel dimensions is a piece of cake when you're using the same aspect ratio. So the world of video and content creation, photos, graphics, we're just getting started. And while technology and platforms keep getting smarter and easier, and knowing the basics and the fundamentals is what makes the good great. And if you are stuck with any of this, all you need to do is reach out to me on social media or mike at mikemurphy.co. Be sure to visit the show notes at mikemurphy.co forward slash EP92. I'll have links to everything we discussed today and that link to the aspect ratio calculator, which is something that I use all the time. And I thank you for joining me today. I hope you join my one-man band and together we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers. <laughs>